Take action today. Join Rain in the fight against sexual violence and volunteer in your local community. Visit rain.org. That's R-A-I-N-N.org to find out how you can make a difference and turn the tide against sexual violence in America. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio. Morning, mutineers. This is labor and love. This is the B. Good morning, mutineers. You're tuned in to Labor and Love. 20 years of schooling, and they put you on the day shift. How about it? It's rained a little, but we're still thirsty. In New Zealand, I read a magazine. Something nasty crossed my eye. The earth that fed me in California was turning cracked and dry. New Zealand ferns are always green. It rains more there than it should. I looked to the cloud that was raining on me and said, Go, you can do some good. Clouds stop crying and wasting time and fly across the sky. Spread a lot of rain, sweet rain, spread a lot of rain on California. I don't want to see her die. Met a guy from San Francisco in a railway ticket line. He said the Grateful Dead was alive and well, but the weather wasn't so fine. 
Nobody had a garden Nothing lived but weeds The earth looked like some kind of feverish person who'd caught a strange disease He said the reservoirs are empty Cattle dying too Every tongue is reaching out to sip the morning dew And they say the fields and valleys are turning green to brown Let the farmers walk a dry and dusty mile in every farm in town Clouds stop crying and wasting time and fly across the sky And spread a lot of rain, sweet rain, spread a lot of rain on California I don't want to see her die I stared up to the diamond stars One cashmere night Black velvet sky and a raging river Was no other sound or sight The Big Dipper hung up above the river And I felt that it was a shame All this water here in California dry I said to the Dipper by name Reach down and kiss that raging river And fly across the sky Spread a lot of rain, sweet rain, spread a lot of rain on California I don't want to see her die People and the animals like to gather where water flows A beer, some tea, or a water hole, it's there where something grows And remember the music water makes, the rainy pool and the circle dance the thunder of the ocean and the waterfall The laughing creek that feeds the plants Now the fields are green again Beauty has returned Tragedies continue to show What we still got to learn Can't waste away the ocean Water, air, or land If we upset this sacred ground We won't have any place to stand So reach down and kiss the raging river and fly across the sky And spread a lot of rain, sweet rain, spread a lot of rain on California I don't want to see her spread a lot of rain, sweet rain, spread a lot of rain on California I don't want to see her die As well as remind you here. Come all you poor workers, good news to you, I'll tell. It's Florence the Reese. good old union has come in here to dwell. Which side are you on? Which side are you on? We're starting our good battle. We know we're sure to win. Because we've got the gun thugs a-looking very thin. Which side are you on? Which side are you on? If you go to Harlan County, there is no neutral there. You'll either be a union man or a thug for J.H. Blair. Which side are you on? Which side are you on? Come all of you good. 
good workers, good news to you I'll tell Of how the good old union has come in here to dwell Which side are you on? Which side are you on? My daddy was a miner and I'm a miner's son And I'll stick with the union till every battle's won which side are you on? Which side are you on? They say in Harlan County there are no neutrals there. You'll either be a union man or a thug for J.H. Blair. Which side are you on? Which side are you on? Oh, workers, can you stand? How you can Will you be a lousy scab Or will you be a man Which side are you on Which side are you on Don't scab for the bosses Don't listen to their lies Us poor folks haven't got a chance Unless we organize Which side are you on I was telling you that you gotta serve somebody. Maybe rich or poor, maybe blind or lame, he living in a 
James, of course, 
<clears throat> reminding us that you got to serve somebody might be capital and it might be labor but your work both your daily work and the overall work of your life serves somebody it either sustains the oppressor or it sustains the worker this is the B happy Saturday morning February 20th today happy birthday out there to uh, Malina Alegria que alegria <clears throat> on today's show we're going to look at uh, the clash between Apple and the FBI what does that mean for you what does that mean for working people? We're going to listen, of course, to Radio Labor and uh, our Win Weekend Review. We're going to talk about Michael Moore's new movie. We're going to hear poetry from Marge Percy and Maya Angelou. This Day in History, Labor News Opinion, and Commentary, by, for, and about working people. Let's listen up to our Win Weekend Review. This is what's going on in the labor movement around our nation. Then we'll go, get with the World Labor you right after. Here we go. Workers Independent News Week in Review. I'm Doug Cunningham. As President Obama prepares to nominate a new Supreme Court justice, Republicans have already vowed to block the nomination. AFL-CIO President Rich Trumka. It's a somber and momentous issue, but Senate Republicans are already planning obstruction. They say they'll ignore the president's nomination, refuse to act on it, simply abandon their vital constitutional responsibility to advise and consent on Supreme Court nominees. Trumka says the GOP stance is a shirking of their job responsibilities. This is an absolutely shameful, un-American position, and we cannot stand for it. I have one message for Senate Republicans. Do your job. That's what the American people who hired you expect you to do. AFACWA President Sarah Nelson says the United Flight Attendants are united in a commitment to achieve a new standard for their careers, and it's time to complete United's merger by getting this labor contract done. Nelson says this new labor contract for flight attendants at United has already taken five years. It's about control, and it's about that 1%, and you know very well that they will not stop until they have all the money and all the control. That's why we have our unions. We've got to stand up and fight back, and that is what we are doing, and we will use every resource necessary and we will use all of our solidarity to fight back for what flight attendants are due. AFA-CWA represents 24,000 United flight attendants. If United doesn't move quickly to get this new labor contract negotiated, the union may take steps to launch a strike. More than 9,000 Teamsters airline mechanics may be headed for the strike lines. The mechanics voted to reject United Airlines' final offer, and they authorized a strike. Bob Fisher is a Teamsters Airlines division rep at United. This is a skilled craft. These are great middle-class jobs. And with the way the contract was set up, it would erode the craft over time. We see our jobs going to China, we see our jobs going to Mexico, and we've had enough of it. Republican lawmakers overrode Governor Earl Ray Tomlin's veto 
to pass anti-union legislation in West Virginia. The so-called right-to-work bill and repeal of the state's prevailing wage law were both passed over the governor's veto. West Virginia AFL-CIO President Kenny Perdue. There is a lot of these elected officials that are extremely arrogant to the fact that workers are suffering and they just don't give a damn as to what happens to them. Carrier Industries is sending 1,200 union jobs from Indiana to Mexico. Here's what it sounds like when free trade gets up close and personal with your job and the boss lets you know it's just a business decision. To move production from our facility in Indianapolis to Monterey, Mexico. This is strictly a business decision. Yeah. <laughs> Workers Independent News provided by Diversified Media Enterprises. I'm Doug Cunningham. Okay, Workers Diversified News and... Um, you heard the howls of protest <clears throat> when the company announced that uh, it's moving th these jobs uh, from people in Indiana to Monterrey, Mexico. And this is what they always say, y'all. <laughs> it's not personal. It's strictly a business decision. You're going to lose your livelihood, your kids, <clears throat> and your spouse, you know, might have to work a low-paying job if they can get work at all. Or they might have to be unemployed, looking for work. Uh, everything about your life is all of a sudden going to get much harder, but it's not personal. It's not personal, it's just a, a business decision. Okay, here's our radio labor. This is Solidarity News on Radio Labor. This is a Radio Labor World Report recorded on Friday, February 19th, 2016. I'm Mark Belanger. In the report this week, the UN's International Labour Organization tells the British government to amend a controversial right-to-strike bill. The death of a Supreme Court judge in the United States stops an anti-public employee case for now. Hundreds of unionists are preparing for a major conference on the rights of women. And our Labour Start correspondent reports on union events around the world. This is Radio Labour. The International Labour Organization has called on the British government to amend its proposed trade union bill. The ILO is the UN agency concerned with matters of work in the world. It has objected to provisions in the bill which would allow temporary agency workers to be used as strike breakers. It has also supported the position of the British Trades Union Congress that electronic voting be allowed. This is important because the government is saying that 50% 
of the bargaining unit must vote, but is at the same time insisting that only postal votes be allowed. The TUC argues that electronic voting would help increase the number of workers who vote. The appeal by the ILO comes after a successful week of action organized by the TUC. The week was called Heart Unions, as in My Heart is with the Unions. Frances O'Grady is the General Secretary of the TUC. She was asked why the TUC objects to the trade union bill. This is a very bad bill because it's about attacking what is a, a fundamental British liberty, the right to strike. Now, nobody takes that decision lightly. Striking is always a last resort. But if you are faced with an unreasonable employer, somebody who just won't compromise, then sometimes it's your only choice. And if we didn't have that right, then that would just be a license for all the bad employers out there to do what they like. The sudden death of a Supreme Court judge in the United States has at least temporarily stopped a court case which could have had devastating effects on public employee unions in the country. Justice Antonin Scalia, one of the ultra-conservative judges on the court, died on Sunday, February 14th. His death leaves the court divided between four judges who usually vote conservatively and four who vote more liberally. Justice Scalia was expected to vote in favor of a right-wing court action which would have stripped public employee unions of millions of dollars. Hundreds of unionists fighting for better conditions for women will be attending an upcoming conference at the headquarters of the United Nations in New York. Radio Labor's senior correspondent Seamarie Ainsborough reports. Unions around the world are preparing for the 60th session of the United Nations Commission on the Status of Women to be held in New York March 14th to 24th. The theme for this session is Women's Empowerment and its Link to Sustainable Development. The subject is important for unions because 70 million women around the world are members of labor unions. Representing the interests of those women is a fundamental goal for the international labor movement. Four global labor organizations have banded together to push for the rights of women at the UN conference. The International Trade Union Confederation, Education International, Public Services International, and the International Transport Workers Federation represent millions of women workers around the world. They are calling for universal access to quality public services, basic income security, free quality education, decent work, and services such as daycare. A statement released by the four labor organizations points out that improving the working, living, and educational conditions of women not only helps the women, but also improves the whole community they live in. The proceedings of the UN Commission on the Status of Women will be live-streamed on the Internet. This is Seamarie Ainsborough reporting for Radio Labour. Did you ever ask yourself what it needs to make the world a fairer place with decent work for all? Why are extreme inequality, poverty wages and even slavery part and parcel of the global economy? Why are human rights at work a distant dream for so many? And most importantly, how can this be changed? 
That is Frank Hoffer, one of the principal initiators of the Global Labor University. The GLU is a network consisting of labor unions, universities, and the International Labor Organization. The ILO is the UN agency which is concerned with matters of work in the world. The Global Labor University will be conducting a massive open online course, a MOOC, starting March 3rd. The theme of the course is Workers' Rights in a Global Economy. Mr. Hoffer is a senior research officer with the ILO's Bureau for Workers' Activities, which operates under its French acronym ACTRAV. Global Labour University is a network of universities, trade unions, foundations and the International Labour Organization to develop and promote ideas for a fairer globalization. Within the Global Labour University, we have developed this massive open online course to equip you with the knowledge and the skills to understand, to promote and to protect workers' rights worldwide. We will introduce you to the functioning of the ILO and to the economic arguments about international labor standards. How are international labor standards adopted? And how can you use the ILO supervising mechanism? What are the legal concepts of freedom of association and collective bargaining? And what about workers' rights in the informal economy? Beyond the ILO, you will be introduced to other instruments and initiatives in the debate on global workers' rights, such as global framework agreements, corporate social responsibility, the UN guiding principles on business and human rights, the OECD guidelines for multinational enterprises, and social clauses in trade agreements. Thousands of people participated in the Global Labor University's online course in 2015. The course is free of charge. A certificate of participation from the GLU and Pennsylvania State University in the U.S. is available for a small fee. For more information, search for Global Labor University. Now here with his report about union events around the world is Labor Start correspondent Derek Blackadder. Here's a small sample of the more than 2,400 stories our volunteers collected in the last week. Our top story section included links to news about the general strikes in Guinea and the Democratic Republic of Congo, attacks on labor rights activists in Egypt, and a call by the International Labor Organization for the British government to review legislation that undermines basic labor rights in that country. We had news of strikes and lockouts in dozens of countries. Here are just a few highlights. Ambulance workers in Bangladesh walked for a day to protest not being able to park near hospitals. Mexican printer manufacturers occupied their workplace to demand their jobs back after they were fired for attempting to enforce their legal rights to form a union. South African bus drivers were off the job in a wage dispute, as were cement workers in the same country. Indian auto rickshaw drivers were off the road in Mumbai last week in a protest over increased license fees. After a five-month-long lockout was found to be unlawful by the courts, meatpacking workers in New Zealand returned to work last week. Kenyan nurses were ordered to end their strike or be sacked. Gold miners in Zimbabwe were protesting five months of unpaid wages. Truck drivers in Israel started to strike to back their demands for improved wages, reduced hours, and union recognition. And Greek dockers held another in a series of one-day walkouts to protest the privatization of the country's ports. 
Our top working women's stories included coverage of the significant gains towards gender neutrality in professional sports in Australia, the termination of women garment workers in Peru after they attempted to form a union, and the tactics being used by domestic workers as they organize in Lebanon. Our health and safety newswire carried stories to hundreds of union websites around the world about the high-stress workplaces in London's banking industry, the flouting of safety laws that cause the deaths of thousands of workers in India every year, and massive protests by Egyptian medical doctors over workplace violence. Currently, LabourStart is running five online actions. Take just a few seconds out of your day and join thousands of trade unionists around the world in helping workers make their lives better, or even help save those lives. This is Derek Blackadder from LabourStart, reporting for Radio Labour. And that's it. International labour news you can use. Thank you for listening. And remember, it's all about global solidarity. That was labor news from around the nation and around the world. Uh, We'll talk a little bit more about the Friedrichs case and the death of Scalia. Uh, Just in the Santana right now.
estaciones pasan y los años arrebasan Memorias lindas de su existencia Piscando y sembrando once árboles y Contemplamos hoy la vida que Chema vivió
stayed at home Who uses all his powers to do evil But in the end, is left so all alone That man who with is a finger's cheek Taj Mahal there 
with his version of uh, Dylan's I Pity the Poor Immigrant. <clears throat> and the immigrant, of course, is white America. I pity the poor immigrant. For that Limones Agrios, the bitter lemons, talking about uh, lemon pickers in Southern California by Quetzal. And before that, uh, no, for no reason at all. Oye como va, listen to how it goes by the great Carlos Santana. You're listening to Labor and Love, the show where we tell you how it is. If one person gets a dollar they didn't work for, another person worked for a dollar they didn't get. If you don't have a seat at the negotiating table, you're probably on the menu. And never but never let anyone into your heart who is not a friend of labor. And when I say labor, I mean you. Had a chance to go and look at uh, Michael Moore's new movie. Where to Invade Next, it's called, and it's based on the premise that Moore goes around to different countries, mostly European countries, and uh, takes their ideas, plants his flag, and takes their ideas back to America. And the in each different country he goes, he finds another thing, and it turns out that a lot of these things started in America, or the practice of them is already a tradition in America. Uh, he goes to Tunisia, and in Tunisia, the people just got angry one day. A, uh, a fruit salesman, a fruit vendor, was so frustrated at all the taxes and all the harassment by the government that he set himself on fire and thus began the uh, revolution in Tunisia and the entire Arab Spring. And uh, people went out into the street to demand a fair government that would treat them with respect, a government that would... that would reflect uh, the interests of workers as well as the very rich. Uh, The theme of his work is basically that, there are two themes actually, that a lot of these practices began in the United States. Uh, Public schools, for example, without testing where students are given time to develop themselves. For example, no homework in Finnish public schools. The police and the prisons. One prison in Norway, I believe, where the prisoners basically run their own uh, community. And they cook and grow things in their garden. The guards don't have guns. 
the prisoners are respected. Of course, those aren't the only... They show a minimum security prison. There's another one later on, which is a little tighter security, but basically the prisoners are respected as people. They're given useful work to do to support themselves and their own community. Pregnancy leave. People in, in European countries get months off for pregnancy leave, seven months for pregnancy leave. Drug laws in Portugal, drugs are basically legal. And they find that the rate of crime around drugs drops dramatically. The second theme of Moore's uh, work is that where women are well treated or where women take control of their destinies and assert themselves, the society is doing much better. One Scandinavian country uh, elected the first woman president in a, an industrial democracy in the year 1980. And the role where women are, women's work, women's views, women's health are respected. All these are hints for us here in the United States. Strong labor movement, support for women and their lives, drug laws, prisons, police, all are treated in Moore's movie. And of course, it's all in his sort of low-key kind of uh, almost tongue-in-cheek that this is kind of an official thing that I'm taking these plans. Check it out. Michael Moore's uh, Where to Invade Next. Well, on a sad note, I mean, it's always a bummer to... Celebrate the death or mention the death of a widely uh, an admired person. February 21st, 1965. This man was gunned down. Malcolm X, trying to get Malcolm to uh, a speech by Malcolm X called White Man's Law. Well, it doesn't want to play. We'll have to get to uh, Malcolm X's White Man's Law a little later on. I want to discuss something else, too. The death of uh, Antonin Scalia. Strangely enough, uh, a lot of people are mentioning now positive things about Scalia, about his wit. He was a joker. 
He had a wonderful sense of humor. He was a, a giant of uh, legal jurisprudence. He was an excellent writer. He was friends with Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Marco Rubio called him an American hero, but what I want to know is I can expect Rubio to talk that way, but otherwise progressive people almost mourn Scalia's passing and cite some ruling back in the 80s and 90s about privacy or something. But uh, when I think of Scalia, I think of scared uh, young women with uh, coat hangers trying to abort themselves or being operated on by quacks because they're the only people who will perform abortions. I think about the 2000 election and how pivotal it was immediately after Bush with five votes on the Supreme Court, one of them including Scalia, went to war. And how that changed and warped our nation in, in Iraq. When I think of Scalia, I think of hundreds of thousands of people kicked off voting rolls. So they're basically being tacked without representation. They're not allowed to vote for the people who run their lives and make the laws for their lives. I think of gay couples and how Scalia referred to their marriages, proposed marriages, as flagpole sitting. He compared gay marriage to flagpole sitting. So I, I can't, you know, am I glad he's died? I'm glad he's not on the Supreme Court. Let's put it that way. Scalia, in my mind, was by and large very bad for working people. And he was set to rule and be the deciding vote uh, for a case called Friedrichs. Rebecca Friedrichs, a Southern California teacher who's suing to not be required to pay union dues even that portion of the union dues that go to into collective bargaining, such as raises for teachers. Rebecca maybe should give back all the money that collective bargaining has got for her. What she objects to and the other nine people on the suit object to is that they have to pay into a union that often takes positions they don't agree with, I suppose, like abortion rights for women. Friedrichs is a member of a, a Christian group that's uh, bringing the suit. Of course, the suit is also backed by billionaires, multimillionaires, 
who want to break our unions. Anyway, right now teachers are required to pay If, if you're a union member, you, you pay for all the activities that the union undertakes. People like Friedrichs are union members, but they don't agree with the union and they don't want to have to pay anything. And of course, unions are required to represent... Unions are required to represent people... Even if the teachers aren't part of the union. So maybe that would be something that might be retracted too. Okay, you don't want to be in the union? Okay, you don't have to take the money we get you. You don't have to take the benefits we get you. We don't have to take the uh, workplace improvements that we get you, such as phones in your classroom. You don't have to pay for any of that stuff. We'll just represent our members. Well, of course, that's not how it goes. It was widely believed that Scalia was going to vote, be the fifth vote to sustain Fredericks. Now with his death, the court is, is conceivably, probably nodded four to four on this issue. If they, they do try it and bring it and they, they're tied four to four, then the lower court, which ruled on the issue, I believe an appeals court in California, uh, ruled against, uh, against Rebecca Friedrich. So it would revert to that decision which sort of the right wing sort of shot itself in the foot because they were in such a hurry to get the case to the Supreme Court where they were confident of winning that they accepted lower court rulings against the suit and just wanted to move it through the court. So they moved it so quickly then their champion died. Scalia died. A more religious person than me might say, well, yeah, Scalia died because God was so upset at his anti-humanity votes that he wanted to rescue us from Scalia's influence. I'm not, I'm not religious in that way, so I'm not saying that. Also got something about the Black Panthers. But here's Malcolm X, White Man's Law. Which takes the lives of you. If you're dumb enough to fight for something that you have never gotten, if you are dumb enough to be as dumb as your other brothers who went into Korea and came back and still caught hell, if you are dumb enough to follow in the footsteps of your older brothers during World War Okay, well, Malcolm started there, but uh, he didn't finish. His talk is called White Man's Law. And let's see. 
Just not coming the through. The police. What have the police got? My husband has vanished. Disappeared. Without a trace, as you yourself said. Look, I'm looking for him. His absence will be noted. And what will you and I say? Will we tell them all about miniature men and quantum biology? What will they make of that, do you think? We'll... Okay, well, it looks like we've completely lost Malcolm X. And I don't know what we're getting. So we'll just go on to the next thing. Let's see if we can get one of his other speeches. Taxation without representation. I'm trying to think. <laughs> what? What are you laughing at? Just looking at you. Okay, well, it's not happening. Welcome, X. Have to get that back for you. Okay, here's some worker songs. Okay, VDT by Tom Jurovich. Uh, this is a guy who works in a uh, in a white collar job putting information into uh, computers. You don't know my name, but you sure know me. I work in New York, Boston, and D.C. Used to be a typist, secretary. But now I enter data on the VDT. I tell you it's not like a show on TV. It's hell to earn a living on a VDT. Typing was fun, at least I could see the work that I had done And the boss couldn't test my productivity By punching up my number on his VDT I swear the screen's staring back at me It's hell to earn a living on a VDT My supervisor says it's safe for me She shows me a study done at MIT you can see what it's done to my eyes Heaven only knows what it's doing inside I tell you, it's not like I thought it would be It's hell to earn a living on a VDT When you think of union, what comes to your mind? A guy driving a truck, or working the line But if you ever spent hours behind a VDT You know no one needs a union more than me eyes are aching but now i can see it's hell to earn a living on a vdt tell you it's not what i thought it would be it's hell to earn a living on a vdt
Doc, our equipment is rising up against us here. Um... The Last Poets singing. This is madness. And then to 
never heard that gonna turn us to as my love queen and not my sex queen and I hear my mother's voice rustling in the wind reminding me of the many times he tried to rape her of her blackness but she was the strength of a panther the swiftness of a cheetah and the cunning of a lioness would not be caged up with the other lies that kept me from being totally free and when she came home at night I could smell the musty clothes of his body and see his transducent fingerprints on a tired, really physical structure. Deep past from warding off his beastly attacks. But she would smile, the smile of a thousand black orchids at me. Not realizing all the while that the anger of a hundred symbols was residing in my soul. And doing all this time, my father was somewhere drowning his mutant plastic mind itself in a bottle of cheap wine and letting that spiritual catalyst. John Coltrane paid celestial homage to that white god who was riding his main vein. This is madness. This is madness. This is madness. And that's all. How can you be supreme and sing songs of black love when your mouth is overrunning with the sperm of trigger? And William Siren is going to commit suicide when he finds out that Nat Turner made love to his great great grandmother, and he has taken our most violent and militant leaders struck lollipops of the air to pacify their black paw fuzz and he is beginning to assume that all of us were born under the sign Taurus the Bull because all we do is bullshit this is madness this is This is Madness by the Last Poets. Um, before that, we had VDT by Tom Jurovich. And I'm going to get Malcolm X here. Do want to play this? Do our best. But we who declared ourselves to be righteous Muslims should not participate in wars which take the lives of humans. If you're dumb enough to fight for something that you have never gotten, if you are dumb enough to be as dumb as your other brothers who went into Korea and came back and still caught hell, if you were dumb enough to follow in the footsteps of your older brothers doing World War White liberals who have posed as our friends. All right, Mark, there's the cabin. He must be in there. Hey, we go into that clip. We keep getting mysterious messages from other uh, other shows.
not quite sure what's going on. Uh, there was a special this week about the Black Panther Party, which began locally here and uh, spread out its message. Uh, the message of the Black Panthers uh, resonated all over the nation. Chapters of the Black Panthers were formed in tens, hundreds of cities across the nation. <clears throat> and uh, the it's by a filmmaker named Standing, Stanley Nelson, an African-American filmmaker. And uh, Elaine Brown, who is heavily featured in the in the documentary as she was one of the leaders of the Panthers and president of the Panthers for four years, 74 to 78. Um, Brown came out after the move, after the film was released and came out against it. And I've read a couple of reviews that similarly the, the production values of the film are very high. It's very well done. The interviews are with people who actually lived through the times and were members of the Panthers. But in both instances, in both reviews that I read, the people were critical of the fact that the Black Panthers were about socialism, but that was hardly mentioned. It was kind of put into this uh, frame. The, the, the whole situation was kind of framed in that the Black Panthers were big, bad black dudes who stood up to the police, who carried guns, who, um, you know, the costume, the sort of the uh, the popular the popular image of Black Panthers, without much mention of the fact that they were about socialism, that they gave school lunches to young boys and girls, as indeed they did, and they started their own schools, as indeed they did, and participated in a whole range of community service activities. The Black Panthers were about socialism, and they always mentioned that, but that was certainly downplayed. Why were the Black Panthers targeted? They were targeted in, their, in the mind of these people who are critical of the film be, just because they were socialists, because they were... Uh, against the capitalist system of doing things. So if you get a chance to see it, it's called uh, The Black Panthers, Vanguard of the Revolution. Okay, we heard from... Here's a song that was played. Not many people know that the Panthers had their own band that played at rallies and demonstrations. They were called Lumpen. 
And this is one of their songs, kind of a, their version of People Get Ready.
me down in history with your bitter, twisted lies. You may trod me in the very dirt. Endlessly, we rise. We rise. Having undergone experiences just that can't be mentioned, we rise. Brother, I thank Here's you. Dr. Maya Angelou. You may write me down. Still I rise. With your bitter, twisted lies. You may trod me in the very dirt, but still like dust, I'll arise. Does my sadness upset you? Why are you beset with gloom? Just because I walk as if I have oil wells pumping in my living room. Just like suns and like moons with the certainty of tides. Just like hope springing high. Still I rise. Did you want to see me broken? Bowed head, lowered eyes, shoulders falling down like teardrops, weakened by my soulful cries. Does my sassiness upset you? Don't take it so hard just because I laugh. <laughs> As if I have gold mines digging in my own backyard. You can shoot me with your words. You can cut me with your lies. You can kill me with your hatefulness. But just like life, I'll rise. Does my sexiness offend you? Oh. Does it come as a surprise that I dance as if I have diamonds at the meeting of my thighs? Out of the huts of history's shame, I rise. Up from a past rooted in pain, I rise. I'm a black ocean leaping and wide Welling and swelling, I bear in the tide. Leaving behind nights of terror and fear, I rise. Into a daybreak miraculously clear, I rise. Bringing the gifts that my ancestors gave, I am the hope and the dream of the slave. And so... Thank you, Andrew Young. Happy 75th birthday. Thank you. Okay, that was uh, Maya Angelou, of course. And as far as Maya Angelou, I, 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 I studied poetry. That was my thing when I was in college. Took as many courses in poetry as I could both in English and uh, other languages, in translation, of course. And uh, people like Maya Angelou were not really considered seriously as poets. They were kind of like popular rhymesters. It's always a bad thing in the uh, academic world, among academic poets and writers, when someone is popular. For a lot of people, that's an indication that their art is not really that great. So in the case of Maya Angelou, 
she was simply not appreciated as a poet. And uh, same with Langston Hughes and, and other quote-unquote um, third world poets or whatever, poets of color. So a whole, the whole idea of poetry at that level is to be clever with your words and to say what you mean, but it's also very personal. And in the case of Maya Angelou, that's not the way to approach. She's not that kind of a poet. Maya Angelou is a bard. She sings for her people. Still I rise. Here's another one. Here's Marge Percy with her poem, To Be of Use. An ox to a heavy cart who pull like water, bu <clears throat> water buffalo with massive patience, who strain in the mud and the muck to move things forward, who do what has to be done again and again. How long would you ask? Who went to the fields to harvest and work in a row and pass the bags along? <coughs> who are not parlor generals? and field deserters, but move in a common rhythm when the moon must come in or the fire be put out. The work of the world is common as mud, botched in smears, the hands crumbles to dust. But the thing worth doing, well done, has a shape that satisfies clean and evident. Greek pours for wine or oil, Hopi vases that held corn are put in museums, but you know they were made to be used. The pitcher cries for water to carry and a person for work that is real. The pitcher cries for water to carry and the person for work that is real. How many of us work at uh, dead-end jobs just in order to survive? How many of us uh, are giving away, basically, selling our, our time here on Earth because that's what we have to do to survive? The vase cries out for water and the person for work that is real. Marge Percy. I was doing some research this week about uh, companies. Found a list of 10 companies that working people should boycott. Uh, number one is Chickafil. Of course, they're famous for their anti-gay stance. Uh, the owner of Chickafil came out with a very strong, heat-filled anti-gay stance. They are huge donors to extreme right-wing candidates and causes. Hobby Lobby. 
Hobby Lobby has gotten a lot of attention because they brought the case that uh, that was kind of uh, the beginning of the uh, anti, in other words, that workers don't have to pay into a union if they don't want to. Uh, the, the result of their case was that healthcare workers didn't have to belong to a union if they didn't want to. Carl's Jr., huge supporters of extreme anti-abortion causes, big-time donor for conservative super PACs. Walmart, of course, four of the t richest Americans in the country are from the uh, Walton family, owners of Walmart, famous for being anti-woman. Many of their female employees have continually spoken out about widespread discrimination. Marriott Hotels, the chairman of Marriott Hotels contributed more than a million dollars to Mitt Romney's super PAC. Another subsidiary of Marriott Hotels is Ritz-Carlton. Number six, the Waffle House, major donors to right-wing causes. 100% of all their donations, political donations, went to right-wing causes. Angelsoft, Brawny, and Dixie. Angelsoft toilet paper, Brawny paper towels, and Dixie cups. See, I'm telling you, you can serve somebody, so when you use... Angel Soft Toilet Paper, you're basically helping a company that's anti-progressive. They donate millions of dollars to the National Rifle Association each year. Exxon, a very long history of fighting against the LGBT community. Before Exxon acquired Mobile in 1999, Mobile had policies to protect discrimination against gay men and lesbians and even offered benefits to same-sex couples, but Exxon took that away when they purchased uh, Mobile. Cracker Barrel, long history of racist and anti-gay practices. In 2004, the U.S. Justice Department declared that the restaurant had discriminated against both employees and diners based on skin color or sexual organization, orientation. Urban Outfits, very well-known reputation for being both anti-women and anti-gay. The 2008 election, their president backed homophobic Rick Santorum. So, don't shop at those places. It's one of those ways that you serve somebody, okay? At the top of the, the show, we always play someone's version of you got to serve somebody. Okay, let's play some more music now. Linda Tillery. Ms. Linda Tillery. All right. <laughs> 
with the rich, walk with the poor, learn from each other, that's what love is for. Don't you let nobody drag your spirit down. Tie your spirit down.
Yes, this is the ghetto. Shown up now. Oh, 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 oh,
Donny Hathaway's The Ghetto from, uh, I want to say 1976. Um, Hathaway committed suicide three years later. Jumped off a building. Uh, because he thought that uh, white people wanted to kill him. Now, how did he ever get that idea? <laughs> how could an African-American person ever get that idea here in the good old United States of America? It's about time to head out. This is the B coming at you from Mutiny Radio. Mutiny Radio, the home of the upcoming comedy festival. Be here the first week in March. Check our website, mutinyradio.fm, for more details. A truly national gathering of comedians from all over, as I said, truly national gathering, all over the country, coming here to San Francisco to compete and share their humor. A day passes 35 bucks. Want to come to uh, one one poet, just one uh, comedian? I think that's ten bucks. Better check the website. This is Mutiny Radio, a real uh, community arts center. Uh, we've got not only comedy and radio. We've got video. We've got drama. We've got classes with local kids uh, come on down to Mutiny Radio check out our current exhibit we're in exhibit space as well current exhibit is from yours truly labor history is your tr- your history portraits of 13 famous labor figures with short bios of each Okay, remember if one person gets a dollar they didn't work for, another person worked for a dollar they didn't get. Remember that if you don't have a seat at the negotiating table, you're probably on the menu. And remember, never let anyone into your heart who is not a friend of labor. And when I say labor, I mean you. This is uh, Kerry Miraji. And the Internationale. Goodbye, everybody. Good week and good work. Coming at you from the B.
Alex. Ed, can you tell me what food relieves insomnia, anxiety, stress, chronic brain, depression, nausea, and can induce euphoria and stimulate appetite? I'm going to guess waffles. <laughs> that is incorrect. <laughs> Actually, Alex, the food I'm talking about are cannabis-based medicinal extracts. Cannabis-based medicinal extracts? That sounds like you're smoking drugs, Ed. No, baby. There are smokeless, safe, and less expensive alternative to smoking. But can I use it to sleep? Yes, baby. Good, because I'm so excited by this that I may never sleep again. And it sounds like you, Alex, may want to check out the number 4altacalifornia.com. That's 4altacalifornia.com for a non-addictive, pharmaceutical-free alternative to smoking medical marijuana. Check them out today at number 4altacalifornia.com. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice. LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shitface McRat. <laughs> Yeah, you. You look like the kind of person who has a sense of humor. Uh, is the radio talking to me? No, I'm on an internet podcast. Uh, I'm talking to an internet podcast? Don't be silly. It's a one-way form of communication. But I don't want you to miss out on the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2016 from March 2nd through 6th. And you don't have to. You can buy tickets now on universe.com with 24 national and international visiting comedians and 20 local hosts. You won't want to miss a thing. What if I can't be at every show? Don't worry. All shows will be available for free download at mutinyradio.fm until the internet falls apart. Oh, podcast got it. Can't wait to listen to all these great comedy shows and everything else that's cool at MutinyRadio.fm before the internet falls apart. You too won't want to miss a bit of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival from March 2nd through 6th, 2016. Buy tickets now. Brought to you by Subliminal SF, PBR, The Eagle SF, Brainwash Cafe, Asiento, and the great people at Alta California Botanicals. Have you heard of Subliminal SF? Visual and auditory mind control. Graphic design, physical merchandise, live music promotions. Go! www.subliminalsf.com for the most amazing t-shirts you've ever seen. Graphic design for every need and live music promotion. 
at some of the best bars in San Francisco. That's subliminal SF, visual and auditory mind control. Go to subliminalsf.com now. Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. (laughs) Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Well, shit. From time to time, I've given it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's joke workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> The dictionary definition of the adjective eclectic is selecting or choosing from various sources. When Bay Area musician J.D. Buell brings you Morning Train Wednesday, 10 a.m. to noon on Mutiny Radio, that is exactly what he does. Select music from various sources to give you a unique listening experience. Rock, pop, jazz, bluegrass, gospel, funk, reggae, folk, blues, country and western, electronica, soul, disco, rhythm and blues, punk and post-punk come together with music from around the world with Buell's passionate and down-to-earth delivery. In an age of personal music delivery systems, J.D. Buell carries on the values of progressive FM radio when a listener could actually have a... Hey, folks, this is Mutiny Radio.fm. You're listening to Flatback Plastic. 